It's planting season, and it's not too late to make sure your crops grow up fed and happy. Regardless of your spring crop, Fed and Happy offers a variety of worm-casting solutions in liquid and solid form to supercharge your soil, your yields, and your profitability. For fast, vibrant germination and seedling growth, mix your seed with Fed and Happy's screened granular castings pre-drilling. The Fed and Happy liquid seed treat and extracts offer the ideal mix of soluble solids loaded with living beneficial biology, mycorrhizal fungi, humates, and more. The Fed and Happy small spreadable castings are ideal for fast, easy soil incorporation. The large offer long-term stability and soil growth. But you don't have to figure this out on your own. Just call 833-GO-WORMS to speak with our farm team experts for a fast turnaround on a custom solution for your needs. Fare better against pests, disease, drought, and other potential hazards this season with Fed and Happy Worm Castings. Visit FedandHappy.com for a healthy harvest and any lawn, garden, and tree care needs. Available for pickup and on-farm delivery. That's F-E-D-N-Happy.com. Or call 833-GO-WORMS. Happy planting. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's high time. We had a high time. I'll actually just keep this running. Who knows if it might be garbage. It might be good. Hey, you never know. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine it being garbage. Who said that? <laughs> mm. Okay, so tell me about this conference in Detroit. It's called Canacon. And I really don't know uh, anything about it. I mean, I've never been to Michigan. Um, so this is my first time to kind of get... <coughs> A bit of an understanding of the, you know, Michigan cannabis scene. Uh-huh. So it'll be interesting. I know some of the dynamics there, but only from like an academic level. <coughs> so tell me about your time at the Cannabis. Uh, that was like um, a nine-month experience that feels like years. It, it, it felt like a whole chapter of my life, and it was less than a year, which is super bizarre. Um, but, um, I, uh, got to work with Ricardo Baca as editor in chief there for like three, four months, maybe. Uh Um, we threw a killer award show in Vegas of that year, uh, 2016, uh, called the cannabis awards, which Uh was probably my proudest professional moment of my life. Right on. Yep. Um, there was, I, I mean, I just like. Got to meet everybody in the industry. I, I went from like a nobody in cannabis to a I know everyone in cannabis within less than nine months. And um, the other thing that was really crazy about that experience was I've, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've never worked a job. So like the the cannabis was owned by the Denver Post. And the Denver Post is this big uh, – is owned by Digital First Media, which is this big giant media conglomerate, which is then owned by a larger hedge fund. So – I was in like this deeply corporate environment for the first time in my life, just sort of like 
watching that yeah. shit go down. <laughs> Which is oddly way more chaotic than even the startup world. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I started out my media career at um, Infinity. So mm. CBS radio, mm-hmm. CBS sports radio. Yeah. And then was selling for a, a rep firm. Yeah. That rep, you know, so I was selling CBS radio stations across the country. Oh yeah, you get the deal. And yeah, <laughs> and I after like a a year of sales in that capacity, I was like, "Oh my god, get me to a town and just leave me alone. I want to know everything about one thing. I don't yes. want to know a little bit of shit about a ton of right? shit. Like yeah. this is killing me." Yeah. So I went to Austin and Totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that 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 was what it felt like there. It was like I was um, I was running a little startup within a major media conglomerate. My office was like this little sort of like closet. It, it, it actually it started as a real office, and then like you know I was also watching the Denver Post slowly die around me. Like the sh- like the eggshell was crumbling around me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. And I was like, oh shit! So <laughs> like then we had to consolidate on the floor, and so I got kicked out of my office because my boss was then going to be in the office. Oh god! Um, but like we had all of this swag for the cannabis that we had to keep under lock and key. So I made the argument that I could use the utility closet as my office, which became the you know, like we joked about it being the Harry Potter office. Oh bless you! Yeah, my 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 <laughs> desk barely fitted it, but it was so hilarious that I just kind of loved it you know it was almost perfect my space before here was i lived in 300 square feet oh wow and i had all of my shit in there i mean yeah. i have educational kits and swag bag or stash bags yeah, and yeah. and all of the, and the resource guides and so i was literally surrounded in boxes and an order would come in and i'm like shipping and receiving and living in 300 square feet wow yeah. that's impressive it was interesting. Yeah. Um, it, ultimately, the the experience was actually deeply heartbreaking, you know, um, because what we were doing at the cannabis, we all believed in so deeply. We had such a sense of ownership of it. Um, we knew its value, and yet the company surrounding, surrounding it didn't. And all they wanted was just, you know, fucking banner ads. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. see banner ad revenue. They didn't understand the idea of content uh, being monetized over time yeah. um, or sponsored content or, you know, finding ways to, like, really tell more powerful brand stories as an extension of the the brand value the cannabis had. Um, and right when we had rebranded it and, and given it, like, its first full life and personality, they killed it. More or less. I mean, it's still like a website you can go to, but it's run by bots and like there's no staff that's dedicated to it. Yeah. Nobody's taking care of it. Just aggregating everyone else's reporting. Yeah. Which is just, it's just a sad story. Yeah. Right. So it took us a while to like emotionally process and get over all of that because it was something we all deeply cared and loved about so much and had, had tied so much of our own personal story up into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that took a while to like kind of get over using a little bit of psychedelics as AIDS. It, it definitely helped to get yeah. through some of those experiences, you know, and um, and then, you know, on the tail end of it, it's all been really kind of wonderful because um, because I know how much that brand meant to so, to so many people. Um, it's continued to have, you know, I don't want to say like cachet in my life, but like, you know, um, whenever I go to enter a conversation about cannabis and I can bring up that experience, uh, everybody knows that means something, you know what I mean? And so it, 
it kind of helps them to understand that I'm not bullshit. I'm not just another green rusher who's here to try to make money off the backs of some sort of cultivator, but that I actually deeply care about what we're doing. And I deeply cared about what we were doing there and, um, and was a part of something that everybody really respected, you know? Yeah. And frankly, just being around you and being in your energy and the way you talk about it, it's the same way as when people are around me. You just can tell. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's part of who you are. You are an evangelist of the plant. That speaks for itself. Well, thank you. You're very I appreciate welcome. that. Sure. I think we've had a really nice discussion. I appreciate this. And I love that you're that you're a Texas transplant like me that's as deeply into it and involved. Yeah. There's a few of us around. I actually, uh, I know in Oregon, a guy whom uh, grew up in the same town I grew up in. Uh, in fact, my mom and his mom are friends. Oh my God, that's uh, and so he funny. randomly had been a part of the cannabis industry separate from me. Like it wasn't like we were on the same page about yeah. it, you know? Uh, it's kind of funny. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So do y'all have people in Oregon or do you just? Yes. Okay. Yeah. We have four teammates there right now. Okay. Yeah. What's the next phase of connect or of uh, of, of confident cannabis? cannabis. Yeah. Um, so we're taking our wholesale marketplace uh, to Michigan next. So we've had it live in Oregon now since October. And then uh, we're launching Michigan uh, by, I think, August in um, and possibly also Massachusetts right afterwards. Um, And then maybe later this year, we'll have also California and Nevada open. What are the smallest orders for wholesale? Do you have to be licensed to to play? Yeah, yeah. Um, Only licensed cannabis operators can use the platform and only products that have passed uh, testing from a, a partner lab. So, you know, verified lab tested products only. Um, and when we say products, we mean all the products. That's right. Yeah. Every person in the supply chain can buy and sell from one another. On okay. The, uh, well, they, you, you don't buy and sell on the platform itself. The platform itself just kind of helps you to find those products. Right. And then it's the middle put man. You in the, yeah. And then put orders connected. together. And, You're the connector. That's right. Yeah. But we can't do the negotiations for each <clears> other because that's, that's, a, that's a very personal you know, relationship that develops yeah, in the Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm just meaning for people who potentially have a product that they're like, oh, how I want I want to be in that network. I want my stuff to be seen and be yeah. available. Yeah. So um, if you're uh, working with one of our partner labs in our given states and you can find which labs, you know, we work with on our website, but um, that's it, you're, you're automatically going to have your products included in the uh, in the wholesale gallery. OK. And right. um, and so all we have to do is just get that person verified uh, by getting their metric API key and uh, company logo and branding colors. And we add them to the website and then they're able to, you know, uh, list inventory and accept orders. But orders could come in without them even knowing that their product was up there. You know, um, so they don't even have to do anything right to be involved. People just, love that. Just test at a at a partner lab. OK. Yeah. All right. Well, that's good info. Totally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> have a safe flight. Thank you so much. <laughs> this is great. We had a time together. Casually Baked, the podcast was created, recorded and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Arnav Gupta. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend, Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album, Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create High Time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. 
To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from the Cannabis Connoisseur Podcast. If you're looking for ways to utilize cannabis to keep you healthy, strong, and sharp, come join us every Wednesday where we dive into the best ways to use cannabis to optimize your life. Topics include cannabis and athletics, cannabis for productivity, cannabis for anxiety, cannabis for a healthy immune system, and so much more. If you're a curious connoisseur, this show is for you. So please head over to our page and we're looking forward to seeing you this week. Bye.